Hello, and welcome to this week's Aging with Grace podcast titled, The People You Elect Are Capable of Making Laws That Can Hurt You, Part 4. This podcast is going to focus on the PACE system. PACE is the acronym for Programs of All-Inclusive Care for the Elderly. But anyone 55 and older who has a loss of two activities of daily living, like walking, transferring from sitting to standing, or dressing, or bathing, or toileting, or eating, or who has dementia can qualify. I don't think, and probably most people don't think of 55 as elderly, but that is what the program is called. All-inclusive care for the elderly, 55 and older. And it is paid for with Medicare and Medicaid dollars, which means the people we have elected are in control of the program and whether or not the program is available to us. Hello, I'm D.G. Linton Gridley, the founder and CEO of Aging with Grace, a company dedicated to providing personal assistance services to our members at home. And we also have our Fountain of Youth Clubhouse, where we have good food, fun, and friends, and a nurse to help our members to their best health possible. And that's just during the daytime hours of 10 to 4 and Monday through Friday, so all of our members sleep in their own beds and their own homes at night. The clubhouse is licensed as an adult day healthcare center, an ADHC for short, but I like to call it a health club for seniors. And we accept private pay, long-term care insurance, veterans benefits, and Medicaid. I am hoping that someday ADHCs, health clubs, will be where everyone on Medicare visits regularly to take care of their health and focus on prevention of diseases and prevention of hospitalizations and prevention of nursing home admissions. To save Medicare, the Medicare system money, in the long run, memberships and attendance should be paid for by Medicare, but for now, ADHCs are mostly utilized for by people who have dementia because an ADHC is the least expensive form of care for people with dementia. People who have saved for retirement often see their life savings quickly spent on long-term care costs like nursing homes. Aging with Grace's ADHC can help save money. $73 a day includes meals and activities. Compare that with a nursing home, which is at least $200 a day. Assisted living memory care costs at least that much, $200 a day or more. But even more important is the fact that by using Aging, Aging with Grace's ADHC, People can get the help they need and still live in the home they love. No need to move to a senior living community or a nursing home. Survey after survey over long periods of time reveal that people want to age in place. And that brings me to the subject of this podcast, PACE, Programs of All-Inclusive Care for the Elderly, starting at age 55. (laughs) PACE enables people to live at home and get the help they need. I first learned about PACE back in 2008. As I said in other podcasts, my mother and father-in-law moved in with us in 2007, but their health was so neglected that helping them was extremely challenging, especially since both of them were not capable of making good decisions. By the fall of 2008, when the Medicare enrollment book arrived at my house addressed to my in-laws, they no longer lived with me. My father-in-law had passed away, and my mother-in-law was still in a nursing home after having her leg amputated. I had just started classes at the University of Kentucky so I could earn a master's degree in health care administration. I looked at the Medicare enrollment book as a part of my education. I read it cover to cover. I was amazed at what it said about PACE. I remember saying to myself, this is fantastic. This is just what my in-laws needed. 
However, after the description of what Pace had to offer in the Medicare book, there was a disclaimer saying, not available in all states, leaving me saying, what? Why not? At that point, I didn't know if Kentucky was one of the states that offered Pace or not, but I suspected not since I had not heard about it prior to getting the Medicare benefits book in the mail. Googling was in its infancy in 2008, at least for me. I think I was using a different search engine back then, but I searched the best I could and learned that PACE was not available in Kentucky. It wasn't available in many states at all at that time, which made me wonder why they even mentioned it in the Medicare Benefits book at all. I'm going to read to you now the philosophy, services, and history of PACE from the National PACE Association website, NPA. Online.org. That's N P A O N L I N E.org. Philosophy The Program of All Inclusive Care for the Elderly, PACE, model is centered on the belief that it is better for the well being of seniors with chronic care needs and their families to be served in the home and community where they live whenever possible. PACE serves individuals who are age 55 or older certified by their state to need nursing home care, able to live safely in the community at the time of enrollment, and live in a PACE service area. While all PACE participants must be certified to need nursing home care to enroll in PACE, only about 7% of PACE participants nationally reside in a nursing home. If a PACE enrollee needs nursing home care, the PACE program pays for it and continues to coordinate the enrollee's care. Services. Delivering all needed medical and supportive services, a PACE program is able to provide the entire continuum of care and services to seniors with chronic care needs while maintaining their independence in their home for as long as possible. Services include the following. Adult daycare that offers nursing, physical, occupational, and recreational therapies, meals, nutritional counseling, social work, and personal care. Medical care provided by a PACE physician familiar with the history, needs, and preferences of each participant. Home health care and personal care. All necessary prescription drugs. Social services. Medical specialties such as audiology, dentistry, optometry, podiatry, and speech therapy. Respite care and hospital and nursing home care when necessary. History. The PACE model of care can be traced to the early 1970s when the Chinatown North Beach community of San Francisco saw the pressing needs for long-term care services by families whose elders had emigrated from Italy, China, and the Philippines. William Gee, DDS, a public health dentist, headed the committee that hired Marie-Louise Ansock in the 1971 to investigate solutions. Marie-Louise Ansach, by the way, was a um, social worker. Along with other community leaders, they formed a nonprofit corporation called OnLock. That's capital O-N space, capital L-O-K. OnLock, Senior Health Services, to create a community-based system of care. OnLock is Cantonese for Peaceful Happy Abode. 1971, William Gee, DDS, and two others execute Articles of Incorporation for the nonprofit Chinatown North Beach Healthcare Planning and Development Corporation, 
later renamed Onlock Senior Health Services, and retained Marie-Louise Ansock to study the feasibility of building a nursing home in the community. She finds a nursing home would be financially infeasible and culturally inappropriate. Instead, she obtains funding to train healthcare workers in cooperation with the University of California, San Francisco. She also outlines a comprehensive system of care combining housing and all necessary medical and social services based on the British Day Hospital model. 1973. Onlock opens one of the nation's first adult day centers in San Francisco. 1974. Onlock begins receiving Medicaid reimbursement for adult day health services. 1975, Onlock adds a social daycare center and includes in-home care, home-delivered meals, and housing assistance in its program. 1978, the Onlock model of care expands to include complete medical care and social support of nursing home-eligible older individuals. 1979, Onlock receives a four-year grant from the Department of Health and Human Services to develop a consolidated model of delivering care to persons with long-term care needs. 1983, OnLock is allowed to test a new financing system that pays the program a fixed amount each month for each person in the program. That's the capitated thing I'm going to talk about later. 1986, Federal legislation extends the new financing system and allows 10 additional organizations to replicate the Onlock service delivery and funding model in other parts of the country. 1987, the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, the John A. Hartford Foundation, and the Retirement Research Foundation provide funding to Onlock and the first replication sites to support their efforts. 1990, the first programs of all-inclusive care for the elderly, PACE, received Medicare and Medicaid waivers to operate. 1994, with the support of Onlock, the National PACE Association, NPA, is formed. Eleven PACE organizations are operational in nine states. 1996, 21 PACE programs are operational in 15 states. 1997, the Balanced Budget Act of 1997 establishes the PACE model as a permanently recognized provider type under both the Medicare and Medicaid programs. 1999. Interim regulation is published in November. 30 PACE programs are operational in 19 states. 2000. The Robert Wood Johnson Foundation and the John A. Hartford Foundation fund the PACE Expansion Initiative to assist MPA in expanding the benefits of the PACE model of care to more families in need. 2001, Alexian Brothers Community Services in St. Louis become the first PACE provider to become a full, permanently recognized part of the Medicare and Medicaid programs. 2006, Final regulation is published in November. Congress awards grants of $500,000 to 15 organizations for rural PACE expansion. 2014, 107 PACE programs are operational in 32 states. 2015, 
The PACE Innovation Act is passed by Congress and signed into law by President Obama. 116 PACE programs are operational in 32 states. 2018, 123 PACE programs are operational in 31 states, serving an estimated 45,534 participants. Well, that's interesting. One state dropped off there. It went from 32 to 31 in 2018. In 2019, PACE final rule is published. 130 PACE organizations are operational in 31 states, serving over 50,000 participants. And that is the end of the reading from the National PACE Association. In 2008, I knew about adult day centers because as a teacher, I had volunteered in one with my students. I really liked that the school where I taught scheduled volunteer experiences into their school calendar. The adult day center was just one of the many volunteer sites where I directed my students during my tenure at Sayre School. I also visited the Lexington Senior Center with my students on one occasion. And so I explored the possibility of my father-in-law attending the adult day center during the, the, during the day. At that time, the senior center had an adult day center called the Center for Creative Living, but now it doesn't. Anyway, I didn't consider the Lexington Senior Center's ADHC the Center for Creative Living. It was too far away from where I worked. But as it turned out, because I didn't have access to my in-law's money and I didn't have enough money of my own to pay for for my father-in-law to attend, I couldn't make it happen. But the ADHC seemed like a less expensive choice than hiring someone to be with them all at, at home during the day while I was working. Of course, I didn't have money for that either. I cobbled together help for him at home by using what the VA had to offer and by taking a lot of time off from my work and paying my son to look after him. I even took my father-in-law to work with me on occasion. That was interesting. <laughs> But back to PACE. A PACE center just opened up here in my area in Lexington, Kentucky last fall. I always look to services and opportunities for seniors from a what-do-I-want-for-myself perspective. So for me, I would have to meet the PACE doctor and other staff to see if I like them, because when one enters PACE, one is limited to using providers that have contracted with the PACE to keep costs down. Of course, one can leave the program at any time. I like that PACE gives each participant a case manager. As I said in a previous podcast, I think every Medicare recipient should have a case manager. And I like that a PACE participant knows that every service they need will be provided by PACE. It's all coordinated by their case manager. We have a case manager at Aging with Grace too, by the way. And I do wonder about the quality of the services through PACE, though, because just as in a nursing home, when one entity is the source of everyone's paycheck, the likelihood of abuse sneaks in because no one wants to rock the boat. The possibility of nepotism and corruption creeps in. But hopefully not. PACE has an incredible amount of government oversight. If I was a PACE provider, I would have to allow the PACE Marketing Review Committee to approve or disapprove this podcast, for example. I think each PACE participant should have the option of installing a surveillance system to be used when a participant is getting home visits, because we all know that people do a better job when they are watched. I just hired a quality assurance analyst for Aging with Grace, whose job it will be to drop in on each of our members who are receiving at-home services to make sure they are doing a good job. I love how PACE is committed to doing what it takes to help people stay in their homes. 
Aging with Grace has that in common with them. I love that the PACE provider has a financial incentive to help people stay in their homes. When someone applies for PACE, they must be living in their home to be accepted. They must be able to live safely in their home and with the support services that PACE provides. In time, the PACE participant's health may deteriorate to the point that they need to be moved into a nursing home, but the PACE provider doesn't want that because it would cost the PACE provider more, maybe even more than what the government is reimbursing them for that person's care. It's a capitated amount that the government reimburses for each person, just like Medicare Advantage Part B plans are. In other words, the government gives PACE about $5,000 a month for each participant. That is federal Medicare money and state Medicaid money. So yes, PACE is most utilized by people who have no money. If people who have money want to use PACE, they must pay out-of-pocket some or all of the $5,000. I would pay out-of-pocket for PACE myself if I needed to. If I didn't prefer aging with grace, PACE would still be cheaper than a nursing home. But of course, I would have to be convinced that I was getting $5,000 worth of help. 40 hours a week of in-home services costs 4480 a month with my company, Aging with Grace. So if I needed 40 hours a week of help at home, PACE would totally be worth it because PACE also pays for physical therapy and any therapy, prescription drugs, doctor visits, meals, transportation, and everything else needed for good health. Not rent or utilities, clothes, vacations, pets, and that sort of thing, though, of course. (laughs) By the way, when I say in-home services, I mean meal preparation, house cleaning, laundry, bathing, dressing, shopping, and other hygiene services. I just thought, I don't think PACE does any home modifications or improvements. At least I haven't heard of any. They do provide durable medical equipment, though. Home modifications and improvements are certainly necessary for people who want to stay in their homes, however. Perhaps I just haven't heard about how PACE addresses this need. Oh, and another good thing about PACE is that if a PACE participant does have to move to a nursing home, PACE is still the payer and provider, which hopefully, hopefully means more interaction of the participant's care team and more oversight of the quality of care one is receiving in the nursing home. I think it is wonderful that PACE wants to work to prevent hospitalizations and nursing home placements because that would mean less profit for the PACE provider. A nonprofit company is the PACE provider here in Lexington, but even nonprofits have to have a profit or they can't exist, or they have to have reliable donors. No margin, no mission was the mantra they taught me while earning my degree in healthcare administration. Speaking of nonprofits, our government providers like the VA are the ultimate nonprofits because they can rely on tax revenues to cover their losses. That means they don't have to worry about cost control or improving quality because they have a given stream of customers and a given stream of revenue. Their business model runs contrary to every economic principle and every motivational principle known to mankind. It's a problem. Anyway, PACE does not provide services through the VA that I know of. Veterans can access benefits through the Veterans Administration, and if you need help with that, please listen to my podcast titled For the Love of Veterans Like My Father. And even if nonprofits like the people who own the PACE here in Lexington do rely on donations to cover their costs, hopefully they realize that the the donations are a reflection of the quality of services they provide. 
I mean, who would donate to someone who made their life miserable, right? (laughs) But for myself, I think the natural time-tested business model of earning someone's business by offering them something of value is best. It makes everyone accountable and makes the books balanced too. But I digress. Back to Pace and back to the question of whether or not I would use Pace for myself. The answer is yes. If I didn't already have aging with grace, and if I had a loss of two or more ADLs, and if they had a doctor and other providers that I liked. Fortunately, I live in their service area, which is Fayette, Jessamine, Franklin, Anderson, and Woodford counties. Knowing that I can change my mind and not use PACE if my experience with them is not good is reassuring to me, too. That is like a guarantee. So all of you guardians and others who are responsible for the health and safety and welfare of someone 55 plus who has a loss of two ADLs, rejoice. PACE will make your job a lot easier. But if the person you are helping is not ready for PACE, or if you would like a smaller, more boutique and upscaled team to help you and or someone you care about, come see us at Aging with Grace. Earlier, I said I would give Pace a try for myself if I did not already have a company that provides most of what Pace provides. Here at Aging with Grace, we have an adult day healthcare center that we call the Fountain of Youth Clubhouse. ADHCs have been shown to slow the progression of dementia for those who attend regularly. We have seen many people with dementia over the years. Most of our members come to us with a son or daughter, husband or wife. Typically, they live together because our Fountain of Youth Clubhouse members cannot be safely left alone, and the clubhouse is the least expensive form of long-term care. It's only $73 a day, including meals, which helps people hang on to their lifelong savings longer. Husband or wife, son or daughter, they all need time away from their loved one with dementia. Time to shop, time to be with friends, time to take a nap, time to just relax and be alone. Living with someone with dementia is very stressful. I know. I have done it. I shared about bringing my 82-year-old in-laws with dementia to come live with me in 2007 in previous Aging with Grace podcasts. This has been part four of a series of podcasts focusing on how the laws that our representatives in government are making or not make or not making have a huge impact on our health and quality of life. Most people don't realize the need for these laws until they are older and experiencing a health crisis themselves or a health crisis of someone they care about. By then, it is too late, and they become victims of the system and suffer because of it. My hope is that I can give you some knowledge so that you will have the power to do something to change our laws for the better before it happens to you or to someone you care about. I want you to write your congressmen and women and ask for these changes. I call it being a senior superhero. Knowledge is power, and the pen is mightier than the sword. (laughs) Our congressmen and women have a lot on their plate, and like most people, they do not even know about what happens as we get older until it happens to them or someone they care about. Lawmakers need our help to educate them and to tell them what is important to us. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and I'm wishing you a week of making happy memories, checking out the pace wherever you live. Remember, every organization has its own culture, and you don't know what it will be like until you try it out. I have not checked out our local PACE ADHC's culture yet. I haven't visited there yet. It's on my to-do list. And if you live in the Lexington area, check out PACE and check us out too. We offer many of the same benefits as PACE, but our members are free to choose their own doctor and other providers on their healthcare team. And with that, I'm saying bye for now. 
Thanks for taking the time to listen to the last episode. For more information, please go to agingwithgraceinfo.org. That's agingwithgraceinfo.org. Thank you. The health club for seniors is your kind of place. So come and join us and age with grace.